Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. I'm your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake Guichet, and I'm so pumped to be bringing you season two of this show, packed full of more people telling incredible stories of who God is and what he's done. So today's interview is our first duo interview. We actually have a married couple, Brooke and Adam Fish, from the Unseen Story podcast. The Unseen Story reveals the reality of the supernatural in the lives of the church. Each episode is a remarkable story told firsthand by those who have encountered the love of God and been moved by the Holy Spirit. And you need to buckle up because today's interview is so good. Adam, Brooke, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having us. We're glad to be here. Thank you. Great to be here. So this is my first, like, married couple. We called it, like, a team interview earlier. This is, like, I'm really, you can't see my face because it's a podcast, but I'm, like, so I, pumped about this. I hope we don't disappoint. No, I don't think you will. Don't worry about that. <laughs> to get us started, we've tentatively titled, I'm sure by the time we hit production, it's the same, for when you need to take God out of the box, is how we've kind of titled your episode. Um, it's kind of what y'all talk about and, and what you're trying to communicate. And so I want to give y'all the opportunity to introduce yourselves and tell us about how you do that. Okay. Well, um, I am Brooke and this is my husband, Adam. We have been, um, Christians for about 18 years. We became Christians later in life and, um, learned a lot at our first church about Bible knowledge. And then, um, we, started exploring, um, identity and identity led us into where we are now, which is the supernatural and, uh, miracles and the Holy spirit. And it has radically changed our lives. We both came to faith later in life, mid twenties. We both came mm-hmm. to faith, uh, faith. Um, and the church that we started in, um, is not the church that we're at now. Um, mm-hmm. but we tasted some, through through our experience in ministry, doing uh, marriage ministry, we experienced uh, things that were supernatural. Like, for example, this marriage ministry were marriages that were on the verge of divorce. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to help counsel people in the midst of really difficult times. Um, sometimes you get pushback and you maybe you're saying hard things. Or you're trying to love people well. Sometimes they don't want to hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. And we would we would counsel these small groups and we would leave there after you know really tough conversations and we would we would we would love each other more our kids mm. our kids more we we would be energized in in and you would think after 2 hours of that you would be drained and right. and, and yet we were refreshed mm. and we were thinking well we could do this like every night and that doesn't make a lot of sense so it, it points to something beyond what what, what you see. Um, and so that was kind of our first taste in ministry. I've been a creative uh, my entire career. I was a photographer and I was always trying to align um, my photography skills, what I've been gifted in with my desire to do ministry. Mm. Um, and so the church that we grew up in, we spent 12 years there, very involved in different ministries. Um, that towards the end of that was, um, this is a long story. Um, and I don't know. Is this good? Do I keep Simple. Going? 
just keep it simple. Simple. <laughs> there's so many. Well, I think what we, what, what I struggle with is like, there's so many facets to our story. Right. Absolutely. And 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 so how do I consolidate all of the stuff that's happened to us in a way that that makes sense? Um, part of the journey for for me was uh, I struggled with depression, and mm-hmm. and I listened to your. Um, podcast about anxiety and how you've dealt with that and depression mm-hmm. and that that hit home for me personally uh, I was on medication for um, over a decade um, that was a struggle for me that although I was in our church it was you really I, the way I describe my 12 years there it was I was working really hard to be a good Christian mm. so I was doing the Christian things and I was we were serving in multiple ministries. We served together. I served in a different ministry as well. And then I was in the arts team helping in that way as well. But yet, no matter what I did, I would, depending on my circumstances, depression would still come. And then under that, um, that theology, which was a Bible-based church, really strong discipline, uh, in your mind. Um, and, um, you know, it was almost father, son, the Holy Bible. Mm. Um, that the when I was depressed, I would take ownership of that and feel like that was my fault. So it was something that I hadn't done correctly. I hadn't mm-hmm. maybe confessed in community or I hadn't memorized the right scripture. Or I wasn't serving enough or my quiet time wasn't long enough. And so at the moment where you're at your lowest and where you need Christ the most, your faith is on top of you saying, well, yeah, you do suck. Mm-hmm. Um, you failed here, 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 and here. And um, that kind of sort of came to a head at um, my, our last two years at, at this particular church. And I started reading some other books and I got a hold of this idea of identity, identity mm-hmm. in Christ. And mm-hmm. So what does it mean to be a son? What does it mean for God? What does it mean to be righteous? What does it mean to be holy? What does it mean, um, you know, to be um blameless to be complete in Christ what what does it really mean to be a new creation um and and I think that all of those things are not for someday I think those things are for today yeah and I think those things are essential for for people like us um like they're essential for everyone but especially for for folks like that struggle with depression because we need to know at our lowest points that I'm his son and that's really what matters and he defines what's true Mm-hmm. And um, it, it that um, that theology for me just it was like for twelve years everything was in my mind is was in my brain, and then all of a sudden it started impacting my heart in a way that I was just like I I this is it this mm-hmm. is the gospel this yeah. this is really good news it's offensively good news it and is I, I think sometimes. Sometimes we we've we've marginalized the good news um, to fit within our. You talk about boxes. We've 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 developed a theology that I think is really thin um, mm. in Western and safe in Western culture, Western society. Yes. And um, the gospel is offensive. Um, the gospel because- is so offensive. That's like literally one of my favorite things to say is that it's not. At the beginning, when you first encounter it, like it's not supposed to feel great because you're you're telling me that I can't I can't perform. I Mm -hmm. can't do myself 
into salvation. You're telling me that all of these really great things that I've done with my life matter not, that they are going to burn? Mm. That's so rude. Like, that's so rude, Mm. you know? And then once you, like, embrace it and you experience it and you're experiencing Christ and all of his fullness and what he did on the cross, you're like, this is like, I want to be this offended every single day. Like, I want, this is the best kind of offense and... You know, talking about we actually my husband and I have a really similar story in being in a church that we don't like I love that church. I literally met with we met with our minister not that long ago. We love them. We believe in what they're doing. Had a real like we grew up not from childhood, but grew in our faith in that church for 10 years. And then Mm -hmm. God calls us somewhere else. And now where we are is 100 percent where we're supposed to be because we're drinking out of a fire hydrant of grace, which is exactly what we both needed. Um, And so I just, and then the whole, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Like church, depression, supernatural boxes. So we talked, you, you kind of passed over the idea of God in a box or Christ in a box. What in y'all, y'all's opinion, like how, what are the most common ways we're putting God in a box and therefore like missing out on his like majestic supernatural Mm. abilities. Well, one of the things for me, um, I used to always like think, Oh, those, those people, right. Um, air quotes and no one can see that, but (laughs) those people over there, they're crazy because they believe in X, Y, Z, or they do X, Y, Z. I hadn't listened to, you know, sermons, um, that were differing opinions of what I was growing up in. And so I just thought, oh, well, if I'm not hearing about it here in the States, Mm. then it must not be happening. Like it's not happening at all. Right. And then we start working, he starts working at a church and, um, that is, um, more open and having dialogue with their, with their body about all of these things and actually recording stories. And I'm like, what, what, (laughs) what? What? I've missed what? (laughs) I mean, yes, it blew my mind. I was like, wait a second. These things are happening in the States. Right. Yeah. Wait, she, she was deaf and now she hears like this blue, like blue, blue my mind. Yeah. Oh, God really is the same yesterday, today, tomorrow. Yeah. And in Africa and Europe Oof. and America. Yeah. All the same. Yeah. All that the same. he's the same, but that it's okay if we experience him differently as well. Well, right? well. Right? Like different well, doesn't yeah. mean wrong. Just right. means different. And so I'm I have no doubt that the two of you experience God differently than I do. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't yeah, make yeah. y'all crazy or me crazy. And I think we're so like distracted by different, mm-hmm. like and labeling it different rather than like experiencing different, right? Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, so good. Um, and I think wouldn't you say like identity was a big thing for you too? Like to I mean, that's kind of where this journey started for him yeah. with depression, you know, and I, I suffer from depression too. And when he got a hold of identity and showed me like, 
oh my gosh, we've been reading the Bible, like, like have not been reading this truth into it, but have been like emptying it of its truth in the Mm. way we read it. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, I'm not a sinner. I'm not a sinner saved by grace. I'm a saint. I was a sinner, but now I'm saved and I'm a saint. And that was huge for us. Yeah, and, and for me, it, it, it helped me when I needed it, when I was when I was at my lowest. It gave me something to defend myself uh, mm-hmm. from these voices that were telling me that I was a terrible person, you know, mm-hmm. and that's really what was happening. But not only does it change me and my ability to fight, it gives me perspective on God sees everyone that way. He sees, mm-hmm. and I think we often start, we start with the Romans road and we say we're sinners, but it actually in Genesis, it says, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. So we have created value. So we all right. have, we are made by our creator. Everyone has value. Right. It's people are lost and they don't know it. And so right. it really helped me see rightly, not only from myself, but now I'm seeing other people that way. Yeah. And I'm not showing people as, as, as sinners, I'm seeing them as, um, what is. So we, we did a, um, a podcast, uh, with this guy, Keith, and he has carried, um, a 12 foot wooden cross, um, around the globe. How many times? He's been 25,000, over 25,000 miles. Yeah. Over 25,000 miles. Every, every continent. continent. Um, 250 some odd countries. Yeah. So just insane. And his journey started um, just really, really small and and like trying to hear what God was calling him to do and trying to hear the voice of the Lord. And what he realizes in this journey is that he starts seeing people as kidnapped royalty. Mm. I was like, oh my gosh, that's mind blowing. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. That is so good. Well, the other thing I was thinking about boxes, I think that one of the issues I personally feel like is that in the Western church, we've become so much about mental um, mm-hmm. certainty mm-hmm. that that it's about what you know about God. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I, what I know about God is my foundation and my identity is based on what I know about him. Yep. Now, if you know something differently, then... Um, I may or may not be able to be friends with you or right. to associate with you because if your the theology is too different than mine and what I know about him, that's what a good Christian is. That's who I am. In and you're him. threatening that. You are threatening that. Totally. And so that's where we get some of the really nasty stuff that's happening in Christian culture right. where we're calling each other heretics. It's like right. if Jesus is Lord, he's my savior, um, then we should be able to respect one another and and we should come together as the body and share our strengths and Mm. and weaknesses and and learn from each other. Learn from each other. Oh my gosh. We have completely lost the ability to learn from one another. And it's it I think it's draining the American church of its life. You know, I as a relatively outspoken and sometimes on unpopular topics person in general (laughs) um (laughs) you know i get uh because i've kind of established that in my space i'll have people dm me and be like what do you think about da 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 i'm like i don't makes me sad that you Mm. know a popular christian figure has fallen from grace or that you know this popular speaker has 
you know, fallen prey to the the enemy's attack on his life, but I what what do you what do you want me to say about it? You know, it, I'm not I first of all I don't have the I haven't earned the right to speak into that in mm-hmm. his life. Um but I think people get confused between that and defending the gospel, which I will do until the day that I die. Right? Mm-hmm. And so when a a a prominent speaker who has kind of built her platform on the backs of Christian women comes out and says that when we get to heaven, God is going to introduce us to who we could have been had we lived to our potential. That, I'm like, no, absolutely Mm. not. Like, Mm. hard stop. We have to talk about this. Mm. And I think that we, we get the two confused. We get defending the gospel, which is like the essential cornerstone of of what we believe in and essentially who we are and like getting mixed up in golly stuff that doesn't matter like it's not that people's sins and struggles don't matter it's not that however legalistic or grace-filled you are doesn't matter but at the end of the day like souls are at risk Mm. and i i'm not interested in engaging in that conversation. First of all, there's mm-hmm. plenty of other people doing it, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that I they need another voice, you know. Yeah. And I and I feel like sometimes we think mm. that you often hear that their friend is like, well, we just need more or better Bible knowledge, or we need richer um, uh, theology, or richer theology. And I just don't. I, I don't think that's the problem. I think that what the problem is is we struggle with love. Mm. And it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Mm. And so the church really honestly sucks at loving people oh, like yeah. Jesus yeah. loves people. He, yeah. he loves people. Uh, he keeps no account of wrong. I mean, look at what how love is defined, not only by Paul in 1 Corinthians, but look at how Jesus displays love as, as selfless. He lays down his life. He is spit on, beaten, tortured, made fun of. He took everything and he says, for Nailed to, I mean, you put yourself in that shoes, and he says, "Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do." That is ridiculous. Like, and you, like, bro, on my right, that like is on a cross for actual sins. Like, you're coming with me. Let's go. (laughs) You know, like, I just people are missing it, and it's so funny that we're talking about this. And I love that this is the direction that the the conversation has gone, but. I found a note in my app, which is, I mean, a, a a note in my notes app, which is like probably my most used app as most writers are just like, like thought at two o'clock in the morning. Blah. And I found a note that I wrote like a week after I decided to start the podcast. And it said, I care so much less about how righteous people become more righteous and so much more about people who haven't met him yet find him. Mm. And that has really become like the that's the foundation of everything that I do and I I don't think I knew it at the time cuz I just like went back and found the note, but I think that there are people out there who to which theology is very important. And I don't think there I really don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Um, there are people who are out there to teach theology. They're, they're, they are equipped to teach leaders. 
to build leaders. But there have to be those of us who are extending the supernatural to people and opening their eyes to it and saying, like, look and see what God is doing. And there have to be, I don't know, I just think, you know, we're talking a lot about the ways that the American church is like, you know, maybe not the best. And I think that one of those is we get so focused on one another, Mm. right? Like, well, one another is doing right or wrong or how they're growing or how they're not growing. That's important. Jesus talks about community and growing together. But, like, that's not what he spent a majority of his ministry doing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so key that we realize that not only – so he says we're – you know, we're called to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, and soul, and to love others as we love ourselves. And then he he commissions us to go out, right? And and to go and do the things that he did and even greater. Well, and then Paul wraps that up by saying, Hey, by the way, if you speak in tongues, if you prophesy, if you heal, if you do XYZ, none of that even matters if you don't do it in and through love. Mm. And somehow we've just forgotten that. And we just want to beat each other up or something. I'm not really sure. Like, Mm. um, and and two, it's like through this whole process of, of figuring this all out, the Lord just really showed me like, Hey, Brooke, I, I was sharing with a friend at a coffee shop one day and the coffee shop happened to have a, a flower shop attached to it. And I was looking at all these amazing flowers and the Lord was like, Hey Brooke, though you see those flowers, isn't it cool that they're all different? Mm. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And all of a sudden I just got it like, Oh, okay. Some of those flowers need shade and minimal water and others need hot sun and a lot of water. And the body is the same way. We're created so uniquely and created so differently that we learn and we grow at different temperatures. And all of that is okay. And that we don't have to point fingers and accuse the other for not doing things the exact same way. We can enjoy that difference Mm. and come together in that. Um, And and then too, like, (laughs) and in that, like, you can't, you can't just have all theology and you can't just have all power and supernatural. There has to right. be like healthy tension in the middle of both. It's not an either or it's a both. And yeah. Truth. Yeah. And I, I th- I'm not, I don't want to come up with saying I'm like against uh, theology. I just think that um, we've be in, especially in the Western church, it's we've become about, um, we become about the Bible and the inerrancy of scripture and it's a relativistic world that we're living in. And so it feels good to have a pastor and to say, I, this is the way I think that helps stabilize us. Mm. But the problem is that it's not, you know, Jesus said to the Pharisees, he's like, you, um, you search the scriptures because in them you think you've found life. Um, mm. but he is life. Right. He's in the Bible. So God, is it is it points to Jesus, you know, like, and so we're supposed to follow Jesus. And he says, love God, love others. So yes, we can, I love, I'm a kind of a theology nerd. And I, I really love talking about it and facilitating conversations about it with an open hand to say, Hey, let's wrestle through this stuff. I think that's really valuable because ultimately we want to set our minds on things that are above. So we want to wrestle with theology, 
but we want to follow Christ, right? You know, and, and yes, and and that theology can't get in the way in of our ability to love people. Hey, do you struggle with studying the Bible? After participating in many women's ministry events, Michaela Van Dyke knew she had to provide the answer to the problem she was witnessing. Women were being taught they should study the Bible, but they weren't being taught how to study the Bible. So she created a resource to teach you just that. A journal and course that teach you how to study the Bible historically, culturally, and applicably. So if you're a pastor's wife, have an online platform, or you're just wanting to grow in your study of the Bible, visit ChasingSacred.com. I think that a lack of theology doesn't disqualify you either. Mm. And for some reason, I think we're kind of starting to believe that as well. Uh, I am not, I am not a theology nerd. I love my Bible and, and I'm like, I'm doing my best, but like supernatural discernment of scripture isn't the strength of mine. I love it and I can dig in and God will reveal things to me, but it's not my strength. That's okay. Like that doesn't disqualify me from running on mission, from being in ministry, from loving people well. And so I I completely agree that it's got to be, we've been talking a lot, friends and I, that are in kind of like this, whatever this weird online ministry thing we're all doing is now, <laughs> that like we're trying to find the middle, right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to like invite people to the middle and and let them feel safe in the middle, that you don't have to be a theology rock star or like a real like loosey goosey there's no rules you know like there's a middle ground there and i think i do think that we're kind of like people are starting to find it they're starting to want it and look for it cuz i like god uh, this is this is an overreaching statement but it's my podcast so i'm going to make it like i think jesus okay. is in the middle mm-hmm. and i think that's where you experience him really fully you know when you're open to the supernatural and what he can do outside of your boxes but are still pursuing holiness and and and, you know fighting sin and running the race put before you i think i think that's just where where he wants us Mm -hmm. yeah i i well, as you were talking and you said something earlier about how you were wanting to convince people, I forget how you said it, about it's to me it's ultimately it's about relationship. It's about right. dependence on him. And when you've when you've I, I was like I said, I was working really hard to be a good Christian for twelve years. Mm-hmm. Lots of fruit came out of my life, right? When I experienced his love for me, it the game was over. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't want to sin. I have mm-hmm. no desire. Exactly. I want all of Jesus I can get and mm-hmm. I'm not stopping. Yeah. And and that and that came through just we talk about relationship but there's a reality to relationship mm-hmm. and I you cannot lawyer or or force people into that place. You mm-hmm. can talk about you can share your life, you can encourage them, you can point them to the scripture when you feel led or prompted. But ultimately, it's free will choice, and that's what we're dealing with. And so we are to be an ambassador for him. We're mm-hmm. to look like him, smell like him, talk like him, walk like mm-hmm. him as much as is possible. And in order to do that, we have to depend on him. Right. <laughs> you know? 
the whole thing is wired. And then when you try and love people and they spit on you and say mean things about you and treat you wrong, you realize, oh my gosh, Jesus is amazing. Yeah. So you get greater revelation on how much of a badass Jesus actually was. And so you yeah. appreciate him more. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I, I feel like that was the, all of that to say that that's the sort of genesis of like the podcast was like, I had this real encounter. Now I'm encountering people at my other job when I started working for a church. I was, in, I was a commercial photographer for a long time. Then I got first real job where I worked at, at a church. And now I'm encountering people. My theology is changing and I'm interacting with people that have been healed, that have, have done things that I couldn't quite believe. And I realized that the power of their testimony and what they were telling me and how that was encouraging me and building up my faith. Mm. So, and Paul says, walk in newness of the spirit. Paul says, walk um, by the spirit and you will not desire the lust of the flesh. And I just, I, I think that there's space in sharing our testimonies. Most of the time when we think of testimony, we think salvation stories. Mm. But there are other testimonies out there that are about God's uh, power right. showing up in miraculous ways that I think are really valuable and really, and really can be helpful to paint a picture, to cast vision for what it looks like to walk by the Spirit. Mm. Because when you do that, your intention is to love people, God moves. And, and it's awesome. You know, it's like, it, it's literally, it's awesome. And it's so encouraging too, because I find that like, you know, as Christians, we kind of feel like, oh, well, um, he forgave all of our sins up until we accepted him. And then it was like, don't screw up. You're on the line. Um, that's right. Um, but then we, you know, through these stories, we see like, oh my gosh, like God's reckless pursuit of relationship mm. with us never stops. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so sweet and so encouraging. I'm like, oh, you, so when you say that nothing can separate me from your love, <laughs> you really meant that it has radically changed everything for us. And, um, you know, seeing, hearing rather these stories, um, that, that God is bringing to us, (laughs) I am encouraged every day. And, and like, you know, these, uh, most of these people that we're interviewing, it's not salvation stories, it's power stories. Right. And he, not only is he meeting them and forgiving them and showing them all the grace and all the love in the midst of all of that, but he's also revealing his power. And it's like, Whoa, wow. Okay. You are so much bigger than I ever thought you were. Yeah. And so much more loving. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. I think that's like a really appropriate segue into I definitely want to close the show out for you and give you all the space to tell people about your podcast. Uh, it's the unseen story, right? Mm-hmm. So tell people about that and then where they can find y'all and, and listen and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, so the, the unseen story, it's, uh, I forget the reference, but it's fix your eyes on the things that are unseen. Uh, the things that are seen are temporal. The things that are unseen are eternal. Uh, there's also a scripture that says fix, um, what does it say? Set your minds on things above. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fix your eyes on the unseen. That doesn't make any sense. Our eyes are made to look at things that are seen. So, uh, that always puzzled me, especially as a photographer. Right. The unseen story just kind of came. It's like, that's really what we're focused on. It's like, there's a kingdom reality. Yeah. And, and so often we're looking at things from a, a, a temporal perspective 
Mm-hmm. And, and so we really wanted to tap into stories about God's power. Uh, yeah. and, and the other scripture that was important, um, increasingly important, has been uh, Corinthians, where Paul talks about that he didn't come in persuasive words. Um, he came in uh, wow. power in the spirit, I think is what he says. And he says, so that your faith would rest in the power of God. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're, it, it's based off of my experience meeting people that had these testimonies that were challenging my theology. They were encouraging my faith. And um, we wanted to have a platform. I felt like at the church, we had have, we have so many ministries, we had so many things going on that the stories of the church, um, meaning the individuals that make mm-hmm. up the church, we are the church. I felt like those stories were really what people are after. They're after mm-hmm. something, after God encountering them. They want real answers to the, you know, this issue, this emptiness that they have. And so I just wanted a space that wasn't um, a platform to share these stories that wasn't tied to a ministry, wasn't tied yeah. to a denomination that would give them, um, you know, uh, a proper uh, place, I guess. I mean, that was designed well, that that was done with excellence. Uh, yeah. You know? I love so, that. I love the idea of like, we want to share these stories and like pull them away from the things that could distract from it, right? Like a ministry or a church. And not, we're not saying that those things are bad. They're inherently good. But that like we're going to let these stories stand on their own because they're power, powerful enough to do that. Amen. Yeah. And, that. you know, the hope is, one, to just get them out there and to let people know, hey, these these things are still happening. And, yes, in the States, they're mm-hmm. still happening. Like God yeah. really is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And, um, and then also, you know, um, to let the stories just kind of speak to them. That's what we don't do an interview style on our podcast. We just let the people tell their story because in that we allow the listener to wrestle with what it is that they're sharing. They don't need to hear from us. They need to hear from the person that has experienced this amazing thing in their life with the Lord. Um, and so we're hoping that after they hear it, they'll wrestle with what they've heard and like, God, did you really do that? And yeah. show me in scripture where you did that before. And, um, man, this is bumping up some, against some things that I'm really not comfortable with. I mean, yeah. this lady raised her son from the dead through the power of the Holy spirit. That is insane. Like mm-hmm. in my head, I know that is insane. But the fact of the matter is, is he was brain dead um, for three days and dead for 21 minutes and then raised back to life through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't want to come in the middle of someone hearing that and, tr- and try and interject my thoughts. I want them to sit with the Lord. We want them to sit with the Lord in that and wrestle with like, was that really you? Mm. And just see where God takes them. Mm. Yeah. I love that so much. I think at the end of some interviews, I'm like, oh, okay, that was a throwdown. Like, that was just a throwdown. And that's, like, exactly what this was and exactly what I thought it was going to be when we started talking. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm so thankful for people. I mean, for y'all doing what you're doing and, and giving people a space to share things that, like, probably are sometimes kind of scary to share because they are. Yeah. Different. And um, I just really I just really believe in what y'all are doing. And I'm super thankful that 
you've been obedient to following that and that you like reached out and we got to connect and got to do this. I'm really excited to expose people to y'all and to your story and to your podcast because like I'm like in like this is so good. Y'all so much. Uh, Tell people where they can like follow you on Instagram, find your podcast, all that kind of stuff. Yep. So we are at the, um, so our website is the unseen story.org and on Facebook, we are at the unseen story and on Instagram, we are at the dot unseen dot story. Perfect. And we'll link to all of that in your show description so people can find it super easily, but thank y'all so much. Thank you, Blake. We're so grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right, see you next week. Mm